Welcome to the Lubar Executive Education Podcast. In this episode, Mike Markowitz, Director of Executive Programs at the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee's Sheldon B. Lubar School of Business, discusses the debate about the effectiveness and productivity levels of people working from home. I recently came across an article noting how back in March and April, executives marveled at how employees stopped coming to their work facilities on extremely short notice and did their jobs quite well from home while balancing personal responsibilities and processing all the uncertainty that came at the beginning of COVID-19. The article went on to explain that a growing number of executives are now of the mind that productivity levels seen early on were driven out of fear and therefore not sustainable in the long run. Reasons given for this feeling include challenges hiring, onboarding, training new people, and increased difficulty collaborating, resulting in slower achievement of project milestones and objectives. This got me thinking. Is productivity really trending down? And if it is, would it be because people can't be productive while working remotely, or is there something else at play? Having spent a large portion of my career in human resources, I thought about everything I've studied, learned, and experienced about employee engagement and productivity. Workers have long asked for more flexibility in where they work, and there's a good amount of research that shows people can be productive working remotely. Many organizations are multinational and require people to collaborate remotely on a regular basis, since flying across the globe to collaborate in person isn't always feasible or efficient. Even if you're not part of a multinational, you may have a team member or other team members working in different parts of the region you live in, or have suppliers and partners in a place outside your local area. My experience has also taught me that many leaders have an inherent fear about whether or not their team is doing what they should be doing while working remotely. Of course, if you ask employees about their productivity levels while working remotely, you'll undoubtedly hear that they are more productive. With it looking like more of us will be working remotely for the foreseeable future, what's really happening? Is remote working good or bad for productivity in the long term? What's my take? Instinctively, I say it depends. It depends on the culture of an organization and the level of relationship between the leader and their team. To validate my thinking, I started looking for more information. To no surprise, I came across no shortage of items, some concluding that working from home is not sustainable, and others concluding the exact opposite. With the pandemic starting just a few months ago, I narrowed my search in hopes of finding something recent, and I came across a study completed by Microsoft. They were interested in the impact of COVID-19 on their workforce, so they measured work patterns across a 350-person team since the onset of the pandemic. I thought it was interesting that a key finding was people were spending about 10% more time in meetings each week than they did prior to the onset of COVID-19, and the length of individual meetings was down on an overall basis. Intuitively, this makes sense. Humans need personal interaction, and now that we don't have as many opportunities to catch up in the hallway or cafeteria like we used to, we're adapting to take care of that need by adding more virtual calls. Microsoft's findings also match up well with my experience. The number of meetings on my calendar has increased since March, and as we have spent more time working remotely, I've seen the length of many of my standing meetings decrease, which is great, because I've always believed that most meetings don't need to take an hour. I'll note here that it has been proven that longer meetings have a negative effect on productivity and engagement of employees, so this could be a strong argument for working remotely actually fostering more productivity. Microsoft's study also found that people are working more hours each day and I don't think too many people would dispute that claim. I see this as having the potential to generate more productivity for an organization or erode it 
depending on employee burnout, which was the topic of my last podcast episode. It's great that so many people are able to work remotely thanks to high-speed internet connections, laptops, and other mobile devices. It can also be a little too convenient. I can think of many days where I get up, start working, and the next thing I know, it's dinner time, where I log in for what I tell myself will be just a few minutes to only get sucked in for a few hours. I'm guessing many of you listening can relate. I've read a lot of publications over the years saying one of the top drivers of employee engagement is providing workers with some flexibility around when, how, and where they get their work done. Working remotely has also shown to boost employee engagement, which leads to higher levels of productivity, and in most cases, some additional hours of work. So this all, again, seems to align with the argument that remote working is actually a benefit to productivity, with the caveat, of course, that there is some sort of balance. So if more people now have the flexibility they've been asking for, meetings appear to be getting better, and more hours are being put in, is productivity truly trending down, or just perceived to be trending down? The more I think about it, I think it's safe to say some organizations are trending down, and some are trending up. But it's not solely because people are working remotely. It's bigger than that. It's about culture and leadership. I'd argue all organizations have the ability to be more productive with their workforce working remotely, and we should all look for ways to be more productive tomorrow than we are today. When talking about maintaining and improving productivity, I like to start off by looking at relationships between leaders and their teams. When leaders have strong connections to their team members and have trust that everyone on the team will do what they need to do, good things will happen. I've heard many a leader say they believe that 99% of people go to work or log in from home with the intentions of doing a good job every day. I believe that as well. Unfortunately, there are times when our actions as leaders don't match those words. Great leaders understand they are a key driver of productivity. If you truly believe workers want to do a good job every day, provide them direction, guidance, and support through eliminating obstacles and having their back when things get tough. After that, just get out of the way and let them do what they do. Think of the best leaders you know or have worked for. You'd probably do just about anything for them. Now think of the leaders that didn't support you or provide direction and guidance and support. How willing were you to go the extra mile for them? There are many leaders who prefer, strongly, to be able to see their team in a work setting every day. I would agree with that in some ways. Being in the same work location does have its advantages. For one, I practice MWA, which is managing by walking around. And I do that to build stronger relationships with those I work with. But I would stop short of saying that it guarantees productivity. If you take an honest look, just because people are in the building with you doesn't mean they're getting the important stuff done. I can also easily argue that cube environments offer just as many, if not more, distractions than being at home. People walking around, talking, stopping by, phones ringing, it can all be distractive. I had an opportunity to sit in a corner cube with floor-to-ceiling windows, and there were certainly times when I found it difficult to concentrate because of what was going on. Then you have bigger distractions, like when the United States Navy Blue Angels or Air Force Thunderbirds were conducting practice sessions and we had a great view from the windows. Productivity was definitely not at its peak during those days, but we didn't let the business collapse either. March Madness is another great example, where research indicates that employee engagement is actually better in companies that allow their employees to fill out tournament brackets and spend a little time talking about what is happening as the tournament unfolds. 
Now, I'm not saying it's okay for productivity to come to a halt at any time. What I am trying to say, though, is to have trust in your people that they'll get their work done. One way to ease your mind as a leader and to help your team maintain good levels of productivity is through one-on-one meetings. Microsoft found that employees who had increased one-on-one meetings experienced since March also have the smallest increase in working hours. These one-on-ones drive clarity, focus, and alignment, which has resulted in strong productivity without high risk of burnout. Do you know who on your team has the tendency to work too many hours? If not, you need to find out. When you do, make sure they have the direction and support they need to create the right balance for themselves. Everyone is different, so this will most likely look a little different for everybody. Moving to an overall team perspective, Look for ways to foster good communication, which includes both positive conversations and conflict. Create an environment where team members can easily provide status updates, and most importantly, let the team know when they're struggling with objectives. If people aren't comfortable or allowed to say something is wrong for the fear of looking weak or maybe even losing their job, you probably won't find out something's wrong until it's too late and it's grown into a much bigger problem to deal with than it was earlier. A few recommendations here include setting some ground rules for working together. With most of us working from home, you should probably have a conversation about when work takes place and check in occasionally with team members to make sure no changes are needed. Now that school is starting again, what has been working for your team up to this point may not work well anymore. Also be conscious of the fact that some people may only be able to get some focused time to work at night or early in the morning. Make sure your team has clear expectations on when they need to respond to emails, since your team could be spanning a wider range of hours from a work perspective, and people sometimes feel the need to respond to emails regardless of what time they come in. That's a recipe for burnout. Discuss meeting times and how you will hold each other accountable. The most productive teams don't wait for the leader to hold them accountable. They hold themselves and each other accountable. This can take some time to build, but it's worth it. If it's up to you to pull the manager card and hover over them or continuously check in, you and your team will be unhappy. I don't know anybody who enjoys micromanaging people. Lack of trust leads to micromanaging, and believe it or not, managers complain that they have to micromanage their team just as much as team members complain about being micromanaged. Some organizations use software that tracks activity of their employees, and more organizations are now looking to do this since everybody is working remotely. There is definitely a place for this type of software, like when you need to track billable hours for a client or for a project, But be careful of putting it in now as a way to make sure your people are doing their day-to-day tasks. It could be perceived and viewed as a breach of trust and backfire. Another thing to do with your team is to be sure to celebrate and reward the behaviors you're looking for. Get the team talking and sharing about their successes and how they're able to maintain productivity. This will pave the way for harder conversations to take place about struggles. Again, you don't want to be the only person on your team where people come to when they have a challenge. Hopefully team members can help each other and take some of that pressure off you. To close out this episode, I want to spend a brief moment talking about culture. And this can be the culture of your organization, business unit, or team. Culture could be a powerful influence on whether or not working from home produces high levels of productivity. Hopefully your organization has a strong culture, but if it doesn't, all isn't lost. Maybe your division or business unit has a strong culture. If that's not the case, Maybe just your team does, and that's fine. It's a great place to start. Questions to ask. Does your culture communicate well, embrace conflict and changes, and is problem-solving part of basic expectations? 
if your organization can do these, this working remote thing is probably going pretty well. At its simplest form, we're paid to solve problems every day. And the ability to solve problems comes from good levels of trust and communication. If you can solve problems, you're in a better position to be successful because strategies and plans rarely, if ever, go as planned. Strategy sets the vision and direction for an organization and lays out what I call a happy path to follow. Highly productive teams will be able to make those necessary course adjustments easily along the way. A final thing to note is strong cultures will naturally weed out non-productive people. If you want your team or organization to be highly productive, focus on building a strong culture. Take time to build trust through communication and support. Keep your messaging simple and continuously share it with conviction. Set an example by doing what you say you're going to do and make it easy for people to get their work done by setting ground rules, removing obstacles, and reducing time-wasting activities. By doing this, they'll get the most meaningful work done and even ask for more. Thank you for listening to the Lubar Executive Education Podcast. Good luck as you move forward on your leadership journey and check back regularly for additional episodes.